on today's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. Without a healthy vessel, you can't do anything. So that's why I, my life is dedicated to health first, spirit second. And then at some point when those two collide, they just become like a revolving force. You can't have one without the other. And so getting people to a state where their body is working with them and they're communicating with their body is hypercritical. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. I am of course your host, Courtney Swan, and today I am joined by Sherveen, who is the founder of Symbiotica. The word symbiotica itself means living in harmony with oneself, nature, and all humanity, which I love. And if you're unaware of Symbiotica, they are a supplement company grounded on the need to fill in the nutritional gaps that we have thanks to our modern industrialized food complex. They combine scientific innovation with traditional Eastern medicine to design formulas that synergize with the body. I'm a huge, huge fan of all of their products. So if you guys are unaware of them, definitely check them out. And there's a link in the show notes. This was a really amazing episode for me to record. I felt as though Sherveen and I were very aligned. We see eye to eye on many things. And I have found that our our soul's purposes on this planet are, are very aligned and very similar in the sense that we have this, we share this similar desire to get the truth out to people, no matter how hard it is to hear, because without the truth, we're unable to truly make informed decisions about our health and about our lives. We're very aligned on soil health and the importance of it, biodynamic farming, regenerative farming. We talk a little bit about this overall soil health and how important it is and the connection to the health of the soil and the connection that it has to our health and the health of our planet and the health of our animals on this planet. And we both have this desire to get back to nature for alignment and attunement and really tapping into our intuition that all of us have. But many of us have lost that connection with our intuition thanks to the hyper palatability of these hyper processed foods. Our food palates have been hijacked and as a result, our our hormones are hijacked and our food choices are being driven by uh, an alternate force, which is this addiction, for lack of a better word. Well, it is. It's an addiction to these hyper-processed, highly palatable foods. And we're unable to tap into the wisdom that all of us have in our bodies. And this wisdom, this innate wisdom that we are all designed with to know how to nourish ourselves and nourish our bodies and take care of ourselves. And we've really lost sight of that. And I say all of this without judgment. This is happening on a society-wide level. And it takes all of us to come back to ourselves and reconnect with ourselves and learn how to truly take care of our bodies and, and learn what it means to be truly healthy. And, and we make it really hard in this country. We make it really hard in, in society to know what is truly healthy and what is going to serve our bodies and what is not. And that is why I'm here. That's why I created this podcast. It's why I have these amazing conversations with people like Sherveen. And this episode, this conversation really lit me up and just lit a fire under my ass. And I'm very excited to share it with you guys. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you of the massive giveaway that we have going on right now with the Real Foodology podcast. It's going to end November 2nd, which is when we are going to announce on the podcast the winners. What are we giving away? 
one higher dose sauna bag, one AquaTrue glass carafe, which is the AquaTrue water filter. It's their newest one. And it's the water is stored in a glass carafe instead of plastic. One AquaTrue classic water filter, one AromaTrue and one Air Doctor 3000. There's going to be five winners and each of you guys are going to win one of these things. And all you have to do in order to enter to win the giveaway is to go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the Real Foodology podcast. And then after you leave that rating and review, make sure that you get a screenshot of it and then send it to realfoodologypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want a bonus entry, you can go to my Instagram at realfoodology. Hopefully you're already following me and share one of my reels, whatever reel you want. Just make sure that you tag me in it and also make sure that you get a little screenshot of it. And then I would email it into the realfoodologypodcast at gmail.com just to make sure in case if I miss it. And that's it. You've been entered into the giveaway and we will announce the winners on November 2nd. Good luck guys. And thank you so much for the support. Let's get into the episode. I talk a lot about glyphosate on this podcast, as you guys know, because it is a huge concern of mine right now, especially considering that the World Health Organization has deemed it as a probable human carcinogen. Something you may not know about glyphosate, though, which is equally as concerning, according to peer-reviewed articles, toxins like glyphosate, as well as gluten actually, can degrade tight junctions in the epithelial layer of the gut lining. And because we know this, I have been taking something called gut support from ION or Intelligence of Nature daily. It was developed by Dr. Zach Bush, and it has been shown to strengthen the tight junction integrity at the gut lining. So it protects the immune and neurological systems, and it regulates the delivery of water and nutrients to the body. So what this does is that it supplies a first-line defense against everyday exposures to environmental and foodborne toxins. So outside of glyphosate, we are being exposed every single day to toxins in our environment, in our water, in our food. And so this is incredibly imperative that we are not only aware of this, but we take things and we eat things and we do things in order to help protect us from that. Gut support helps with the inflammatory response. It helps with enhancing mental clarity, promoting immune function, supporting digestion, and of course, alleviating gluten sensitivity and also helping with the effects of glyphosate. Outside of gut support, Ion also has a couple of other really amazing products. They have a gut support for your pets. So if you have furry friends at home, this is a great thing to get for your pets as well. They have a skin support face and body spray that helps to support a healthy sun response and improve skin hydration. And they also have a sinus support nasal spray. They have been so kind to provide me with a code for you guys. It's Real Foodology, and you're going to save 15% off on all one-time orders. So make sure that you go to intelligenceofnature.com and start restoring your gut today. Again, that's Real Foodology. You're going to save 15%, and you go to intelligenceofnature.com. You know, one of my missions with Real Foodology has always been to make eating healthier, more convenient, and cost-effective. I know eating healthy and getting the right nutrients in can be annoying. It can also be time consuming and expensive. Organic veggies are pretty expensive sometimes and not always convenient to shop for. So one of the ways that I'm able to support my health is by drinking Organifi every day. I personally like to do their organic green juice and the organic red juice together. I combine them. It's so simple. There's no longer having to shop for vegetables and clean out a juicer every day. You just put a scoop of each in water. I mix them together. I love the taste together. They're organic. They're also glyphosate residue free. So you're not getting the carcinogenic herbicide in there. And it's just super convenient. It also, the reds really uh, make them taste better when you put them together. Also, if you subscribe and save, you can get them as low as $1.98 per day per tub. So make sure you go to 
organifi.com slash real foodology and use code real foodology and you're going to save 20%. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Okay, well, let's just dive in. What do you mean by um, you get strength out of your shadow? Because I feel the complete opposite where I really get strength out of living more in the light. But I'm very curious to hear about the shadow. So it's so interesting because I just did this uh, post on what's going on in Iran, uh, my home country, the oppression with the women. And I have a tattoo on my arm. There's a writing here. And it's from uh, ancient Zoroastrian text, which is the first monotheism faith in the world, 5,000 years before Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Christ figure in Zoroastrianism is Ahura Mazda. And he's speaking through Asha, which is nature. And basically this translates to your identified true self, your illumination in this world will come out in full power within the depthness of darkness into the deep, deep darkness. And so when I say I, I pull energy and I pull my power from my shadow is we all have a shadow. It's just part of this dimension that we're in, you know, just like there's sun and moon, just like there's mm -hmm. earth and sky. And I don't think for me personally, focusing on all my light doesn't allow me to eclipse into the rawness of my truth. And shadow... Is, is, you know, it's ambiguous, right? How do we identify what shadow means? For me, the shadow is where I'm in my primal state mm. without having to try to activate something external. It's like my core power. It's not an evil, you know, because I think that's how we, we've, we've mistaken all of the ancient practices. The ancient practices is you know, into the depthness of your eternal desires and where you are in this world is that's that's where the fruit is. And so I I grip on to what my internal desires are. I acknowledge them and I play I play with them in a way where it brings me into a place of higher learning and higher attainment. And so it's rooted yeah. in force and energy as opposed to you know just like being up in the clouds and being in la la land. And it goes well with my upbringing and you know, my anthroposophy. So I'm an anthroposophist. I was trained in Rudolf Steiner principles since day one. Can you explain what that is? Anthroposophist? Anthroposophy. Anthroposophy. Okay. Can you explain? I've actually never heard that. Do you know who Dr. Rudolf Steiner is? Um, I've heard his name, but I he don't know. He created Waldorf education, biodynamic mm. farming. He was a clairvoyant scientist who ran the theosophical movement in 1865 to 1925. Austrian born. Uh, he was a, just a, a sage and a seer of, you know, what's to come. And, you know, anthroposophy is not a religion. It's based on your own inner values and your own faculties and the, and the development stage of life and how to see things on a spiritual level outside of just the mechanistic material lens, which we find ourselves in at a drastic level right now. Yeah. And um, his whole thing was, we have to develop free children. And so that's where Waldorf education was born. And instead of forcing a curriculum down a child's you know, mind and consciousness, it's let's create an incubator for that child to grow their own faculties, their own perspectives, their own identity, and allow the soul to fully carnate into the body 
you know, and we, we now know through science that are real science that the child is running on a brainwave, a static brainwave of theta throughout childhood till about age six or seven. And theta is the wave of imagination and purity of imagination and development of consciousness. And it's also the uh, waves that your brain are in when you're in meditation as well, right? That's right. It's, yeah. it's the in-between stage of going into like a deep, deep um, transcendental meditation or when you're just about to drift into sleep mode or when you're just getting out of sleep mode. That's mm. the theta wave. And so there's a lot of uh, programs out, in the, out there right now that are retraining the mind um, and it's going through theta, theta wave lessons. And so... You know, I, I was keen to this information at an early age, and it was part of my human design to be in the, this investigator flow and creativity flow. And so for whatever reason, my karma brought me into that. And from there, you know, Waldorf education is really just the, the, the beauty of recognizing someone's soul within your own self and seeing who you are versus what you're supposed to be. So it's the complete opposite mm-hmm. of the state-sponsored school system, which is basically, it's a forced curriculum. It's you're here at 7.30 a.m. You're sitting in a chair. You're listening to one teacher. You're getting one perspective. You have to do your studies. You have exams. You know, this, this, it's like a rich, that's like some kind of spell. And so I never could do regular state-sponsored school. I couldn't stay in my chair. I wanted to climb trees. I wanted to learn from nature. I wanted to go to the beach and watch the sets roll in and see how waves break and see how all of these things are in alignment, understand soil science. And um, that's what paved the way for what I eventually became, what I evolved into, and ultimately becoming a biodynamic farmer where we have our biodynamic farm on the North Shore of Kauai. And so, and, and are you familiar with biodynamics? I am, yeah. And, and I speak a lot about regenerative farming too. Okay, fantastic. So, I mean, that's, you know, we now know that the mirroring effect of our health, our lifestyle, everything that we are is a direct reflection of our topsoil. And I don't, that's, that's becoming almost cliche now, but it's, it's like there's a deep mystical level to that. And so, biodynamics is a, is a concept of a closed loop system where everything is self contained. There's not, you're not having to ship something from, you know, Peru or South America or Central America to a farm or to India or wherever, everything is contained within that ecosystem where at the center of it is the sacred cow and the black gold and the manure that the cow produces through, you know, the chambers of the gut and how that whole alchemy works. And then within that closed loop system, there's a construct of understanding our cosmology, you know, the waxing and waning of the moon, the seasons, understanding the equinox, the equilux, all of these things are completely related um, to, you know, the cosmic alchemy of growing food and nurturing food. And so biodynamics was born not in a necessity to create the most bioavailable food. That's actually a byproduct of biodynamics. Biodynamics was to merge man and earth and find man's you know, I would say stewardship and authenticity through the deep alchemies of growing food. And that was part of the Waldorf tradition, which was we can't just force these things. These things have to be developed through the inner gnosis and the and the and the teachings of the elders. And that's you find that in most ancient practices and how that's worked. And today we're in a modern mechanistic world. We've lost 
complete sight of this. And there's no wonder why we're in the throes of what we are right now on a conscious level, on a biochemistry level. I, I'm not, you know, people are sometimes shocked at like how we've gotten here. I'm not shocked at all because I, I, I understand I... it. It's, it's, it's common sense if you understand the, even the basics. Once you start getting into like the esoteric aspect of it, um, it really starts to like illuminate within your senses and you start to see it all. And it's not a conspiracy. It's quite the opposite. You know, it's it's actually the truth, and uh, and I'm I'm I love it. I mean, it's it's part of my mission here. It's why I developed Symbiotica, um, and why we're we've created a movement about you know waking people to fake up, which I I love. I'm so here for that movement as well. I I woke up to the corruption of our food industry. I would say maybe around like 15 years ago. And then as a result, I was able to start applying that to a lot of other areas of our society and of our life. And it's truly impacted now the way that I view the world. And as I've gotten more into real food and regenerative farming and the health of our soil, I've realized just how disconnected we are from all of this. We're disconnected from um, our fellow humans. We're disconnected from our soil, from where our food comes from. What are your What are your thoughts about all of this? Like on reconnecting with our soil and what that, um, this disconnect that we have is doing to our overall health and, and our, our minds and of, our, of the people of our society. Yeah. Thank God you're doing what you're doing. I see your videos. I see you going into Costco and going in all the grocery store. I was doing that. I was doing that a few years ago and I was having a good time with it. It was just like, and I was going into health food stores and, and just pointing out you know, all the inconsistencies and, and just showing people the truth because, you know, the, the mainstream audience, they want to be healthy. You know, they yeah. just, they haven't been given the opportunity and they, they've been disabled since day one. You know, a lot of us have. And they're very confused. And this is something that I, I also want to dive into you, into with you is that we're so confused now on what it truly means to be healthy. And how do we get back to this place of where people are learning to trust themselves again and, and tapping into their intuition instead of looking outside going, what do I eat? What do I do? I love what you just said right there, intuition, which is another anthroposophical, like I would say center point is that we have to develop the faculty of intuition. Mm-hmm. We've been robbed of that at such a sacred power. And it's at our root force of how we approach every single day, every single cycle, every single season. Without intuitive power, you're left with, you know, basically just following the herd. And that usually leaves you astray. And then you get angry and you get frustrated and all those themes happen. And then you want to escape. And then you're stuck in addictions. Right. So it's just, it's just like it's just this karmic loop that just keeps happening over and over. Um, you know, because we've had this industrial revolution and we've industrialized things like food, which is a complete uh, perversion of everything. Right, like this should have never been industrialized. We should have been in a situation where we were living agrarian and being mm-hmm. taught agrarian lifestyles. Um, and if you don't know what agrarian means, that means you're basically living off the land and you understand how to survive and make your own food and do those things. Those are principles of of mankind. You know, those are principles of humanity, and that's been disabled at the root. And so now you're in an age of, you know, no developing, I would say, energy of, you know, someone feeling responsible for themselves, 
has been basically systematically pulled out of us. And so we're leaning on an organization or a group that's going to come and save us. And when a child is not developed at an early age to fend for themselves, to create, to understand the hard work and labor that goes into just one meal on the table, they lose sight of their value and they lose sight of the love that they have for their family and their parents. And so that disables empathy. And so we're on generation lost right now. We have generations that have not been passing down these traditional uh, concepts. And so now you have kids, you even have adults that are still kids that are undeveloped that don't have empathy in them. And when you don't have empathy, it's, it's deep. It's not just like saying, oh my God, I'm an empath. I feel everything. It's, it's so much deeper. It's, it's part of our uh, purpose here is to have an empathetic, deep like gnosis of, of our neighbor. It's in the Bible. It's in every religious book. You know, Love thy, love thy, love thy. But now it's scarcity mentality. Not only should I keep the most on my side of the fence, but you should fail too in the process. This competition, yeah. this ego, it's become a poison. And so to, to go back to you know, this destruction of our soil, we know that you know, we've been blitzed with so many things that have you know, denatured the, the nutritive capabilities of all of nature. And I'm not talking about just herbicide, fungicide, larvicides, insecticides, you know, glyphosate. I'm talking about like we don't, we're not even practicing traditional farming methods and by doing such, we are removing the actual physiological capabilities to develop these neurotransmitters and these microbiotas that actually prepare us to take on everything that we need to as a human being. You know, I always say our soil is a direct reflection of our microbiota. You know, your, your gut lining, um, your ability to keep a stability of good bacteria. And, and bacteria that shouldn't be proliferating in the body is completely dependent on our ability to eat nutritious foods, foods that are grown the right way, foods that are going to develop you know, feeding pathways for other things to sur- survive. If you look at the actual science, you know, we're, we're just a small percentage of mammalian cells that are in there. Everything else is an ecosystem of outside energies. And that's what develops the consciousness of breaking food down and deciding which food goes here. And it's really interesting if you get down into the layers of it. And so right now you have a a society that has been dilapidated, removed from their inner health and are searching for home runs and instant gratification. And that right there is, um, is removing someone's ability to actually be in their dharma to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's another one that I talk about. Like if you take all the mass of the people on this earth right now, this great plane of existence, how many of them are living in what they carnated here to do? And that's a scary perspective because when people are not doing what they want to do, they're not in love with their everyday. They're living a false identity. When you're living in a false identity, you're living in hell. And it's no wonder why people are angry and frustrated and want to fight and, and just have these cataclysmic meltdowns constantly. And it's no wonder why people are, are waiting to get raptured into another world or another dimension. And, and you know, this is hell and heaven's over there. It's because they don't want to be here. 
You know, they're sick, they're hurt, they're hurting, they're in pain, they don't trust anyone. And so we're we're at a we're at a really like we're at a high threshold right now. You know, it's like a pressure cooker. And you you feel that, right? And yeah, especially the last two years. The silver lining of the last two years is that a line was drawn in the sand. And a lot of people that were in the gray are have now chosen a path. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I look at that silver lining, but this is this is crazy crazy right now. You go to any like deep metropolitan area, you know, high urban dense areas, and it's chaos. It's chaos on an energetic level. Um, I'm heading to New York tomorrow. I'm dreading it, Ooh. and uh, and I'll be there for a week. And so I'm preparing myself emotionally, physically, spiritually, I, everything to prepare for what I have to get done over there. And so you know, if you're listening to this, you know, I think it's one of those moments where you have to look yourself in the mirror and really figure out how much do I really know about my body? Let's just start there. Like, what does my liver do, right? Outside of it being your detoxer, you know, there's thousands of mechanisms that the liver needs to do. It's the master alchemist of the body. It literally geotags everything in the body. How's my liver functioning? How do I, what do I do every day to support my liver? You know, what am I doing every day to get proper sleep? What is my circadian rhythm? You know, outside of just the talking points, like on a deep, deep level, how does my immune system support me and how am I supporting my immune system? What does an immune system even need? Is it just a, a, a military of defense that fights foreign invaders or is it so much more in depth? Are these things that I want to know? Do I even care? Right. And so Steiner said, you know, it's so fascinating. A hundred years ago, this was in uh, Germany, he said, he said, this was literally 1917. He said, a hundred years from now, which is now, we're going to be in a state of such materialism um, chaos that we're going to forget what we've forgotten. So we've kind of we've lost who we are as a as a as a race of humanity, right? And one third of the population will be complete utter zombies. And what he meant by that, if you translate it, is he just meant that the soul will have not properly carnated into the body for whatever reason. And then I can think of thousands of reasons when you look at biochemistry and understand what's happening. One third of the population. He said another third are going to be completely confused. Like something's wrong, but I'm just going to keep going through the motions because what the hell else am I going to do? And it's time to have, I just want to have a good time. Right. And we all, we all know that person. Yeah. And then the other third is like, I'm, I'm here for a reason. I'm inspired for change and I'm inspired to be in love and happiness by helping people. And by helping myself, I can help more people. As, and, and that resonates with me to the highest level. And so you feel that, right? And so yeah. I'm, I'm also on the, on the verge of, or I wouldn't say on the verge, and the awareness of the cosmic joke or the cosmic giggle, you know, where you know, when I was 10 years old and introduced to all these principles, I was taught about the, the legal banking system. I was taught about the medical system. I was taught about the standard American diet at an early age and even more crazy stuff. And I was, I was militaristic by the time I was 15, 16. I was ready for, you know, like a revolution, like Tupac style. Like I was like, <laughs> I was ready for war. And um, that has now converted, or I would say evolved into an inner peace. So, you know, I lived in the jungles of Peru for years. I went through initiation trainings. I've gone into the depthness of sacred medicine and I've died and come back. I've, you know, I've gone through transition with my, my best friend, my father. 
And mm. it's evolved me into a person now that just sees it more as like, this is part of the cosmic giggle. And um, it's the greatest mission of all time, you know? And I'm, I'm stoked to be in this body right now with this heritage and this awareness and surrounded by so many smart, intelligent, beautiful souls that really want to contribute and be part of something greater than us. And so that's yeah. why I, I honor you and honor what you're doing because you. you're, you're part of this movement and there's an energy to that. There's a karma to that. And it's, it's fantastic to see. Thank you. I really appreciate that. One of the things that I really struggle with the most is falling asleep at night. And this is why I love Cured Nutrition because I have found that their product Zen in combination with CBN has really helped me to fall asleep quicker. In Zen, it is a combination of magnesium, reishi, CBD, and then it has things like passionflower, ashwagandha. All of these just help to calm the mind and calm the body and get you ready for bed. And then I also take their raw CBN nighttime hemp oil. CBN is known specifically for creating more relaxation than CBD does. So the combination of these two together has really helped me to fall asleep quicker. I am obsessed with Cured Nutrition and all of their products because they go above and beyond their commitment to high quality, organic, healthy products is above and beyond any other CBD company I've seen. If you want to hear more about it, I had the founder on the podcast, Joe Sheehy. He's amazing. He's a good friend of mine. I can't speak highly enough. If you want to try these products or any of the other Cured products, go to curednutrition.com slash realfoodology and use code realfoodology and you're going to save 20%. That is cured, C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com slash realfoodology. I've noticed a huge shift in myself in the last couple of weeks. I don't know how else to explain it other than I just feel like my brain is on fire lately. And I mean that in a good way, not in like a, I need to go see a doctor way. I mean like my cognitive function feels like on point right now. My focus, my productivity, just overall, I feel like my brain is really working with all cylinders firing. The only thing that I can attribute it to that I have changed is I drink Magic Mind every single day now. Well, I should say, I should revise that. I drink it Monday through Friday because I give myself a break on the weekends because I don't work on weekends and I don't feel like I need to take it. But I've really noticed a difference because I will say the first time that I started taking Magic Mind, I would really just kind of take it when I felt like maybe I just needed to take it that day when I needed to have like a super productive day. But what I found is that when you take it more consistently, you see better results over time. And I have found that for myself. I really see the difference. If you're wondering what Magic Mind is, it is the world's first productivity drink. It's a little shot. It has matcha. It has some nootropics in it and some adaptogens all really help with cognitive function, productivity. They have given me a code to share with you guys. If you go to magicmind.co and use the code realfoodology, you're going to save 20%. That's magicmind, M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O and use code realfoodology. You know, I say this often that I feel very blessed and grateful to be someone who is very tapped into my soul's purpose on this planet. I feel very tapped into what my soul's purpose is. I know exactly what I'm meant to do while I'm here on earth and I'm doing it. And I want that alignment for everyone. And so as we're talking about this and I, I'm, I'm thinking just about how 
there are so many people that are disconnected from that and they're living in fear and anger. And I mean, I see it all the time every day and you probably see it too, just on my Instagram and my TikTok, the comments I get from people that are, you know, and it's so clear that they're confused and they're scared. And uh, I, so I kind of have to- angry. They're very, very, very angry. And they're angry at people that they see that are, that are living in, in that alignment and they want to tear you down. That's a lot of what I get is I get these really personal attacks. They just want to tear me down. And I, and I see it for what it is. So I just kind of let it brush off my shoulders now because I'm like, you know what? They're they're hurting and they're in pain. So what would be, what's your advice to, to someone that's in that space where they're really struggling and they're angry and they're fearful and how do we get them to the other side of that? Yeah, I. that's a great question because it's part of, I'd say, my deliverance on social media. Um you know, it's waking people up into their own humanity. And I, and you can see the pain, you can feel it. I, you know, I, if I go to the grocery store, there, one person is magnetized towards me energetically and one person can't even be within 10 feet of me. Right. And so that's like a, a perfect analogy of what it is. It's a, it's a frequency. And so a lot of people, they see what they hate about themselves and somebody else and it hurts them. And they're conf- confronted by trauma within. And everyone has trauma. Everyone has gone through some, some, point, some point in their life where they've been scarred emotionally and their ego had to re- put more scar tissue around it just to protect themselves. And um, you know, we're, we're kind of walking around with masks on and we've manufactured these masks based on how we perceive others perceiving us. That's the that's like the yeah. reversal identity. And if you look deep into like Hinduism and getting into the Bhagavad Gita and some of these ancient philosophies, they explain this karmic ego and how we're we're just running in circles here, and we're not we're not ascending towards any kind of greatness because um, we're caught in this like fake, false, illusionary world. And so I I have first of all I have sympathy and empathy for people where I used to get angry and ready to rock and, and show them up. Um, but I would, I, I realized that was my own inner energy. Um, and I think for us is without a healthy vessel, you can't do anything. So that's why I, my life is dedicated to health first, spirit second. And then at some point when those two collide, they just become like a revolving force. You can't have one without the other. And so getting people to a state where their body is working with them and they're communicating with their body is hypercritical. You know, we're, we're putting duct tape over the body's check engine light. You know, I, yeah. I make, I make the, the analogy like, let's say you, you know, you're in the cars and you get a hypercar one day, not even a supercar, hypercar. That means a car is valued at more than a million dollars. So it's some you know crazy Bugatti or whatever the hell, some crazy car. You get out, you drive off the dealership. You're on PCH. You're having the best time ever. All of a sudden, four or five check engine lights come on. Being a car guy, you would say you would be absolutely insane to even drive that car one more inch. You immediately would pull that car over, get a flatbed, and they would take it to the dealership and figure out what's wrong. Right. Yet our bodies 
are infinitely more valuable than some $5 million car. It's worth 10 billion of them. Mm -hmm. Yet we get check engine lights all day, every day. And what do we do? We put duct tape over them. We yeah, mask we them. Push forward. We just push forward. And we don't, we, we, we stop listening. And at some point, the body's going to stop talking. This is, you know, we're, we're not just made of carbon. You know, there's electricity in this body. There's spirit in this body. And there, there comes to a point where you get out of the health span and you enter the disease span. And uh, I love the work of Dr. David Sinclair, uh, PhD over at Harvard. I've had some conversations with him. And um, I think it's very fascinating how our immune system at some point goes senile. And that's called immunosenescent cells. Where this, the immune system just says, you know what? I, I've, I've taken too much burden. Nothing's changing here. We're, we're just, we're tapping out. That's it. And so we're seeing immunosenescence at earlier ages today. And that's because of a combination of the toxic exposure we're, we're receiving. And at the same time, we're getting fear and we're getting nutrient less food. So it's like trifecta is hitting us all at once. Mm. It's so insane. And so for me, before you want to take some exotic nutrition or some you know, exotic therapies and stuff like that, I say addition through subtraction. We have to look at our lives and see what in our lives is taking us out of our momentum of going into the right direction because momentum can go both ways. It can go towards you know, disease, chaos, despair, then ultimately the body dies. Or it can go the other direction where you're not just surviving, you're thriving and you're motivated and inspired every day to do better for yourself. It's like if I go train for four or five hours and I hit it hard and I do an epic, you know... I would say like a like a an hour breath work and I do all these things. I'm not gonna go and destroy that with drinking all night or whatever. It's because I showed up for myself. And so it's the same thing. Like you gotta find momentum in your life and you gotta remove what's keeping you down, you know, and it's your it's your patterns. So let's like get disciplinary with our life. Like let's start getting organized. Failing the plan is planning to fail. Right. So let's start, you know, looking at our everyday. How are we showing up for ourselves? First and foremost, what does our schedule look like? Are we going to sleep every night at 12.30, 1 a.m., 2 a.m.? Are you rising with the sun? Are you getting your feet on the earth? Are you hydrating with spring water? Are you getting mineralized? Are you avoiding toxic people? Are you in a toxic relationship? Are you procrastinating all the things that you need to do and get done? Are you constantly just like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. And um, that's getting you nowhere. Are you, are you disorganized? I think organization is a key fundamental of a life of thriving. So people that are scattered, you know, their closets are dirty, their bathrooms are dirty, their bedrooms are dirty, their kitchens are all over the place. I always find there's a common theme there. You know, and I look at myself sometimes and when I get a little bit scattered and stuff like that, I realize it's more of an internal thing. And mm -hmm. so, so it's like, we have to clean up the basics. We got to understand the basics of the body before we can start, you know, listening to something that's, you know, on such a complicated level, that's intriguing. We got to get back to the root basics of our lifestyle, you know, and hydration, you know, how are we hydrating? Are you just like drinking a gallon of water 
You have no idea what that water is. You don't know what mineralization is. You don't know how to use electrolytes and salts. You know, we, we got to figure out what is keeping us from achieving greatness. And are we, are we literally doing Groundhog Day every day? You know, and, and so I, I'm all about finding keys within yourself and removing that which does not serve you. And then from there, we can start getting on track and start making short-term goals. You know, not this lofty like two-year program. Like, okay, in the next seven days, I need to get XYZ done. I need to have consistency on, you know, every second day, I need to be doing this. Um, I need to research and learn more every single day. I need to listen to this podcast. I need to stop watching, you know, some bullshit Netflix or whatever the hell you're watching. I need to remove the people on my social media that's causing me inner stress and really like gather my thoughts. Like, what's what's really bringing pleasure, or is this just a guilty addiction that's causing a dopamine hit? Which most of the time it is. Um, am I constantly just like? doing mental masturbation where I'm seeing all of these amazing things, I'm getting a dopamine hit, but I'm not putting any action to it. It's just like, if I feel good about myself for two, three hours, and then it's the same bullshit over and over again. Um, you know, what am I bringing to the world? Where is my abundance coming from? You know, do I have a scarcity complex? Am I po- do I have poverty conscious? Or I'm, I'm scared to create abundance and I'm angry about it? Are there, is that my mom or my dad within me? There's so there's so many ways of looking at these things, and I think fundamentals have to be the root of it all. And that's not complicated or rocket science to to figure out. That's like you know that's where the tree grows. You know, in order to have fruit, you have to have roots that go deep. It's as simple as that. We can't fruit without the roots being stable. That tree will topple, and so yeah. that's a big part of my 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 what I push put out there. On my social media and our gatherings and our retreats, it's just getting it's rewilding, getting out there, you know. Get and and also putting yourself in, in, under stress, right? So we need acute stress to be healthy and fit and have mental acuity. We don't want chronic stress. It's the exact same thing about how the body works. Like if you sprain your ankle, your body immediately is going to it's going to cause an inflammatory response throughout your Achilles around your ankle bone. What is that? That's extra blood flow, white blood cells, growth factors, growth hormones, nutrients that are getting there to heal that. That's why you don't want to ice your ankle when you sprain it. You don't want to constrict the blood vessels. You want to let that sucker heal. And I look at ourselves as the same way. You know, if you go in like 40 degree water for five minutes, that's an acute reaction where your body goes into survival mode. And it releases all the endorphins, all the survival genes turn on, and you get a dump of cortisol. And so you're ex- you're exercising that process. So you're going from parasympathetic to sympathetic, right? So your fight flight is an action. But because you're doing that consistently, you're teaching the body. You're teaching the body to deal with stress and to be able to cope with things. Chronic stress um, in, in life is your relationship or your constant worrying or your anxiety. These things are chronic stressors. And how that is the same thing physiologically is autoimmune. All these different things, you know, all these different inflammatory systems in the body. So like it's low-grade inflammation. We don't want that. That's what causes oxidative stress at the cellular level. And then you have it attacking your DNA. Then you have disease. 
And so I compare like I compare nature stress and internal stress is the exact same thing. We want acute hormesis. That which does not kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know we go in the saunas. That's why we go on crazy hikes. That's why I sprint a lot. That's why I lift a lot of heavy weights. That's why I have moments where I want to exert a ton of force and then I rest and rejuvenate. You know, th- these are things that are primal, yet science has proven to be extremely accurate in longevity and hitting your peak potential. Everything you said, I was very much resonating with. Um, and I wanted to say, you know, I, I loved that analogy that you did with the car and all the, the engine lights turning on. And I was thinking about how people will spend so much money on their cars and they'll get, you know, the, the premium gas in the car and they'll do all this stuff to make sure that it runs well. But then they don't think about the premium gas or the premium food to fuel their own bodies. And there is this level of so many people live in a, a chronic low-grade state of disease and not feeling good. So they have no idea what it really truly means to feel really healthy and thriving in your body. And I think this is one of the biggest problems that we're dealing with right now because they don't even have a concept of how good they could feel in their body. And what is amazing, this progression that you were also talking about, how when you start paying attention and you start you know, uh, subtracting all the things that are that are uh, not serving you, what, what starts to happen, I've seen this in my own life, is as you get healthier in your body and you get healthier in your mind, a lot of this starts just kind of naturally happening because you start wanting better for yourself. And as a result, you start showing up in the world differently. You start uh, making new friendships that are more aligned. You drop those toxic relationships. And so it's this beautiful progression of as you get healthier inside and in your mind, like your whole world becomes better and healthier and you feel excited about life again. And, and I, I've, I've witnessed this in my own life and, and with friends and it's beautiful. That hundred percent. The law of attraction is real, right? And yeah. that's like on a deep level, you're going to attract what you are and what you want to see. And Bruce Lipton, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, another friend of mine, he wrote a book called The Biology of Belief, right? And so that's exactly what you're speaking on is like your belief systems are what's going to dictate your life. Mm-hmm. It's going to dictate the friends that you attract, the lifestyle, all of those things. And everything that's not in that resonance or that frequency will drop off. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you see it in the world. I mean, drama attracts drama. You know, if you're like one of those people that was like, you just want to see destructionary forces, you want to see drama, you're into the fear porn and all that stuff. That's the lifestyle you're going to live. You're not going to be like blissing out on a mountain peak <laughs> with, you know, like-minded souls talking about regenerative farming and, you know, beautiful alchemy of children and all that stuff. Of course not. This is just common sense. And... um I think it's fascinating when you get into epigenetics and epi meaning above the genetic profile, your environment dictates everything. You know, we know that most, uh, most diseases are inspired, if you will, or activated through your lifestyle choices. And that's the people you're around, the foods you're eating, the joy you're living, the hatred you have, all of those things, you know, it doesn't discriminate. Right, we have to like like know that there's no discrimination in momentum. Momentum can go e- either direction. I, I was someone sent me a link of a crazy. This guy was getting um, forklift out of a house because he was like 900 pounds. Like they had to cut the wall 
And so I, I, I was just, my heart was just like, I was just like feeling into this person's experience and it was devastating for me. And um, I realized this guy didn't wake up like this one day. You know, he might have, you know, and I'm just assuming, but he might have been bullied. He might have had a lot of trauma and he got addicted to, you know, weird food, Frankenstein food. All of a sudden, his thyroid disabled. Before that, you know, it's just it's just cascading, and that's that's a momentum. It it's going in that direction, right? And so we have to know that you know your flow and the boulder effect of building momentum can go any direction in life. So just be careful and be weary of like you know things that are going on. If you're into your horoscope and you're into all that stuff then it'd be a disservice if you were not evaluating, you know, your experiences over the last 30 days. Like how many like arguments have you gotten into? How many moments of shutdown did you go into where you just tried to fill a void by an external force or external thing? How many addictions do you have? And addictions come in all forms. It could be anything. You know, even some addictions that are deemed healthy for you could be still taking you out of alignment. That's how full on an addiction is. So we have to get so present. And that's really what it is. It's like, how do we practice discernment? You know, from 2015 to 2019, I was using that word every single day, like 5,000 times a day. I was like, we're not, use, we're not practicing discernment. We're just using judgment. And judgment is based on fear discernment is based on a full evaluation of gnosis and awareness. And it's coming from a place of center. And it's a biblical term, which is interesting. But for me, I see it as the deepest level of real science, of self-science, where you're not allowing emotions to take the hold of you and you can evaluate the decision making. So if you're not using discernment with the food you're eating, if you're not using discernment with the friends you keep, if you're not using discernment with all the decisions you make every single day that could create a cascading effect on your life, you are putting yourself into a state of vulnerability. And I don't mean like emotionally vulnerability, which is healthy. I mean like a state where you're taking on a lot of risk. And we have to, we have to be very careful with that because a couple of wrong decisions and that's it, folks. You know what I mean? It's just as simple as that. Like... Putting, getting metal in your mouth, you know, most people have no idea. But like, if you have amalgams in your mouth and you get pregnant, you are causing a big disservice to a child. You know, most children, most adults today, a lot of their mental emotional issues could be from that metal in the mouth, metal toxicity, and that's that recreates how the design of the system is is built in the fetus, in the womb. Mm. It's it's unbelievable. That's just one of 10 trillion things. Now, I now immediately now people are like, oh my God, what do I do? Right? So that's the reaction. Whenever I talk about these things on, you know, online or whatever in, in gatherings and stuff, that's the immediate, that's the first thing I hear. Oh my God, what do I do? Right? Well, well, well you know, this and that. So, so that's, that's the reactionary phase, but we have to get out of that reactionary phase. We have to be plausible, uh, plausibly connected to our heart. And we have to be, let me think of a better word. We got to be pragmatic so we can make the right decisions on how to handle it. Okay. So I have amalgams in my mouth. I might have cavitations in my mouth from getting my wisdom teeth pulled. 
what is this doing for me? So let's figure out what that solution looks like. Well, the first solution is you got to get a cone beam scan. Okay, you got to find a biodentist, get a cone beam scan. They'll figure out what you got going on in there. Then let's create a strategic plan to work on getting better every single day without getting fear, without getting scared. Because a lot of the times, if you get too scared, too much fear, you have too much contraction. When you have too much contraction, you actually don't want to do anything except forget about it. Mm. That's a scientific fact. And you're also thinking from your frontal lobe, which is um, when you're in that fear-based state, you're not thinking correctly or making great decisions. At all. You're making whiplash decisions. Yeah. Right. And exactly. how many people are, are doing whiplash, whiplash decisions every day on the freeway? You know, oh, how many? Gosh. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like, okay. So again, if you're listening to this, and this is a really organic conversation. It's not the end of the world. We just have to do some more evaluating. We got to step away from the noise, all the traffic, all the movement, and just we need some silence. Yeah. For me, that's that's the medicine is we got to get some silence. We got to have some me time. And ultimately all of this comes down to self-love. Mm. Right? Like like what what you're choosing to do or not to do, you make you're you're choosing that for yourself. What's that what's the well, what you're not doing, you're choosing, right? Yeah. And so, yes. and so that's so real, right? How you do anything how you is do how you anything. do everything. And so, start looking at your everyday. You know, like what is like what really inspires you? If you're really into soil science and you're into regenerative agriculture, then take a course. Find out who's speaking a good message. Go physically to a, a, a local farm and contribute. You know, just say, okay, I'm going to do two hours a week. See what happens. Maybe you meet your best friend. Maybe you meet your new tribe. That's really what it is. It's like, you got to take that first step. And, you know, don't compare yourself to other people and think, oh, I could never get there or whatever, this and that. That's bullshit. It's you're, you're a walking God. You know, you're, yes. you have a brain that's stronger and more powerful than any supercomputer out there. Just think yeah. about that. Like you are the supercomputer and you have a soul. You're winning. You, you're, you, you came here for a reason. Like this, it, it just troubles me. Uh, that, that's one thing that's hard for me is, is just the amount of unwasted or wasted talent and love that could be circulating and helping all of us out. Because ultimately, that's my, that's my desire. Is that it's a utopic world, a vision of paradise. Mm. Yeah, you know. And we could get there if we could get everyone to understand this, um, th that it all comes back to self-love, like you were saying, and learning that discernment and also showing up every day with love. I mean, all, all I keep thinking about is just how uh, this translates to, you know, I brought this up earlier, but just online where I feel like, you know, everyone's just fighting and there's so much hate and... No accountability um, online. There's yeah, no accountability. Yeah. There's no accountability and there's so much confusion. And then you have two different... Um, you know, at least in the wellness world, you have two different camps of people saying like, okay, you have to be vegetarian and, you know, in order to be healthy or you have to be carnivore in order to be healthy. And I'm of the mind that we need to be meeting in the middle here because both of those camps, are, we're in agreement that factory farming is horrible for our earth, for our health, for the animals. And we're sitting here fighting over something that if we came together, we could actually act, solve the true issue, which is the factory farmed animals, and that we need to get back to a more sustainable, uh, healthy ecosystem for our food system. 
And this is something I know you and I are both very aligned on. I mean, real foodology, this is my whole this is my whole ethos is that we need to get back to eating real food and we need to stop uh, I don't like it's like we're in all these different camps and we're just fighting and we need to meet in the middle. God bless you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've been saying that forever. I mean, I grew up around hardcore raw foodists. My my cousin obviously is a well-known raw foodist. He created the raw food movement and brought every superfood to the world. And so I was mentored at an early age by Avocado, David Wolf. Oh, yeah. He's one of the first people I found when I got into this world. Yeah, so that's my cousin. And he was oh, my wow. he was my mentor from age like 10 to 16. Um, and I have been a qualitarian since day one. I always felt, you know, we have to just understand or understand how these bodies work and our connection to nature and the biodynamic principles. And from there, it's a combination of balance. And that's, you know, that, that's what works for me. And to see where we're at now, you know, I deal with extreme on, on both sides and that polarization is getting us nowhere. And we yeah. do agree on the same principles that it's the commercial aspects that are creating destructionary actions, which create momentums in terrible directions across the board. And so we just have to ignite the awareness and the education around it. If someone's hardcore vegan and they're doing it for their moral reasons and they're stoked about it, I'm happy for them. I'm not trying to yeah. convince them of anything. If someone's a hardcore carnivore and everything else that we do is bullshit, Whatever. That's that's your that's your agenda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your agenda. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Um, I find balance in both, and that's what works for me. And I think that's where discernment comes. You got to yeah. find what works for you. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anyone out there. If you like what we have to say and what we're offering, then it's up to you to then do the work. It's up to you to then investigate. And that right there is key because so many people are sitting on their backs like a wagging dog and just want to get thrown treats and not move. And that lack of stimulation, that lack of taking ownership, that lack of stepping into your power is really the root cause of just about all your issues, right? So we need to to get people to get rattled. Yes. You just spoke to something that I, I get so frustrated uh, with people online. And, and I want to say this sensitively because obviously I'm here to help people, but you know, I provide so much information and uh, I, you know, it's all free too. Like I want people to understand how our food system works and what foods are healthy for them and what aren't healthy for them. But you know, there's this level of people want me to do everything for them. You know, like I provide the information and, and I kind of see it as like, I'm providing the cliff notes and then it's up to you. You got to do some work here as well. You know, like you need to um, investigate in more into this. And if you are uh, intrigued by this one topic that I'm talking about, then go out and, and find some books about it or go read online. I mean, we have all of these resources at our fingertips, but I have these people saying, okay, well, where, you know, where's the evidence? Where's the studies? Like, where's this, that, and that, and that? And I'm like, at a certain point, you've got to do some of the work here. I can't go. And and also, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I have so many people that are asking these questions on a daily basis, but then they get mad at me when I'm like, go look it up, do the work. They're like, oh, you, that just means you don't have it. I'm like, doesn't mean I don't have it, but it means that if I have, you know, 50 people asking me this question day to day, I can't answer that question for every single one and go and look it up for you. And also there is a level of 
I want them to know that they need to do the work and they need to put in the work in order to fully reap the benefits of what they're looking for. <laughs> you and me are the same to a certain degree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've not let it frustrate me anymore. I think my audience now knows where I stand on things. And, yeah. um, but it, it took a minute. But you always have those uh, outliers that pop into the equation. You know, we're, we're a, we've become a conditioned society where we want everything hand-fed to us. And yeah. um, you know, again, we said it, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So I think that's a, a great reflection for someone to receive that, wait a second, you know, this is a perspective. If again, if this is something that inspires you, intrigues you, or you're trying to debunk, go go for it and take, yeah, go the, look take into the it. effort. Yeah, and it's not like we're in the 1300s where they have to go down and look for a cave with a scroll on it. <laughs> they just have to move their fingers, you know, five or six times, and maybe look at some books and do some research and stuff like that. And I, you know, the, the initial response for a percentage of people out there is to attack. It's just, it's in their nature. And that's the cognitive dissonance, right? Where I could literally show someone, this is black. It's a crystal. Here, hold it. And they still won't see it, no matter what. And that's a, that's a lack um, from within. And that is an ego trait that's been passed on that we're in right now. There is, there is a, a human out there that can't receive anything that's outside of their construct. And that's, you know, that's a deep programming. And yeah. we're just going to have to deal with that. And it's just part of this lifestyle, this, this dimension that we're in. We're going to have to deal with that. I, I choose not to deal with it. You know, I, my, my vision's gotten a lot bigger. My circle's gotten smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, like my inner circle, which is also, I think, important for many people is to find your tribe, find people that see you, that you can be vulnerable with, that won't take advantage of your vulnerability. That won't take advantage. That value your time, which is the most valuable thing you can offer someone. And that's another thing. Speaking on what you're saying is that if someone is, you know, uh, just, you know, saying I need this from you, I need that from you, they're they're not valuing you. They're not valuing your time. I get probably a thousand direct messages a day. I open maybe less than half a percentage of them, and. Uh, the ones that I sometimes open, I, if I'm skimming, are the ones that I, I see are coming from such a place of research, love, respect, reverence, and have a, a balanced approach to wanting to get into higher attainment. When it's just a straight fired question, this and that, I, just, I, I, I won't even participate in that at all. So it's, a, it's an energy, it's, a, it's an energy exchange that needs to be met. We're doing we're doing a lot of work online. I'm doing a lot of it for free. Obviously, I'm founder of Symbiotica, but I also don't need to be doing this. I could just be on the island right now, farming food. Yeah, I don't I don't need to be sticking my neck in all this stuff and 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 somewhat fighting for uh, a purpose. But I do it because it's my passion, and I want to help, and I want to be, and I want to grow myself. And this is allowing me to be a student every single day. And um, I hope that inspires someone to want to research and investigate and learn more. Learn more about who they are as a person. Maybe they need to research their human design, you know, and and get into their gene keys and get into some of these really interesting principles that make make us who we are and why we do certain things. Yeah, um, yeah. What's your human design? I'm a one three generator, awesome. which means I'm a 
investigator, anarchist, and a martyr. Mm, Which makes total sense. Because <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I will die for the cause. I don't, I don't care. Same. Yeah, what about you? So I don't know my numbers, but I'm a, a manifesting generator. But I don't know what the numbers are. I'm, I'm actually going to go look that up after. <laughs> That's the most important part. It is? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look that up or maybe send it to me in a text. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. I will. Um, but yeah, I very much resonate with the manifesting generator because I very... Um, I'm meant to do work that lights me up because that's how I'm in alignment. That's how I get my voice out there. That's how I'm in true alignment of my soul's purpose is doing the things that that I'm drawn to and that I'm lit up by. And I very much see that in my life. And I'm fatigued by all the other stuff that doesn't feel resonant or aligned. Which is so powerful, which is why, you know, aligning with people that they're in their power, they're in what they love to do. That's what I did with Symbiotica is, you know, my, my, my partners, my CEO, CMO, CEO, chief operating officer, all of these people are in their power, you know, where as opposed to like me micromanaging or me doing all this stuff. No, everyone is bringing their frequency to the table. And that's why things are moving the way that they're moving. And that's how it, it's, it is in my inner life too, like on my deep, deep relationships. Yeah. You know, we know who's operating with what. I know where there's lack and where I need to support and vice versa. This is getting very like uh, strategic or surgical with our lifestyle, which is mm-hmm. so, I think in this day and age, where we are, with where I'm at right now, this cycle of my life is so critical. I, I don't just take it by chance and let it, oh, I'll just let it see what happens. No way. Uh, not this life. I fully agree. We have to be protective of our uh, of our space and of our souls and the energy that we let into our inner circle. So I, I wanted to ask you some stuff about Symbiotica, but we got off on such an amazing track. I would love to have you come back on and talk more about your products because I'm a huge fan of Symbiotica and that's how I initially found you. Um, I think it was in 2020, you were just speaking about what everything we're going through um, with such a resonance to me that I was uh, very excited that I found you and that I started following you on Instagram. And I'm a huge fan of all the products that you make. Uh, before we go, I want to leave people with a positive note. So, you know, let's say people listening right now are really resonating with what we're talking about, but they're really unsure how to get to that place. What would you say maybe are some first steps that they can start doing to start practicing discernment and, and get healthier in their life and, and find their dharma, find their soul's purpose? Great question. And thank you for all that. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that I've been on. I actually, I, I have my own Wake the Fake Up podcast where I've interviewed some of the top athletes in the world. I'm head of nutrition for a couple of world number one athletes. And a lot of the, a, a lot of the inspired um, conversations are revolved around what you just asked me. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. information out there. So again, it goes back to discipline. Like, are you prepared to do some work? And, and we use the word work, which I don't really like. I think that's kind of a word magic, actually. Just like I don't say good morning, I say grand rising. The, these I things matter, right? Yeah. Um, we're casting spells all day long. And so f- find your inspiration and, and potentiate yourself. And again, at the root of it, it's, you got to cleanse your life. You got to cleanse it. And if you're the problem for a group of people or for someone... Look yourself in the mirror. You know, a lot of the times we're always like, oh, you, you know, beware of XYZ when we're actually that person. 
right? And we all have yeah. pieces of that, right? And so yeah. we, we have to get real with ourselves and activate our inner truth because any level of denial is taking you away from finding freedom. You know, you can't become a sovereign soul if you're in any form of denial. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And so like, just hear that and like replay that a thousand times in your head. Without, without being truthful to yourself, you'll never be on a path of glory or a path of sustainability or a path of thriving. It's just, that's the root science that goes back from, you know, the Taoist immortals and understanding the ancient philosophies. Another thing is, um, you know, your health matters. You know, what you put in your body, what you put in your vision, the things that you're watching every day, all of these things is a form of nutrition. Just clean it up. Watch what happens. Yes. You, you, you make 30, 40% change. That's going to compound into 10,000% change in your life. And then at that point, you're like, fuck 30%. Let's go to, let's go to 70%. Start creating those momentums. Start journaling your progress. Okay, that's an that's an important aspect. There's a there's a power in the alchemy of transcribing. You know, writing is powerful, and I don't mean just like dropping in notes here and there on your iPhone. I mean like really writing stuff down and really speaking to your everyday. That way, you're transmuting your yourself onto a canvas, and you can always go back to that and see it, and you can see. The progression that occurs, and find your you know find the love you know find love out there like whatever it is like you gotta I don't say you gotta but with with love comes discipline mm. you know and that's that's a major driver and the word love is again cliche but it's it's really the root force of taking actionary steps and becoming someone that's operating with free will. And I think figuring out, are you operating in free will too? Like, is your decision-making coming from your internet? Or is your decision-making coming from your parents? Is your decision-making coming from your partner? Are you in your free will? Or are you just in the motions because you don't want to cause a rough up? That's killing you. Got to get into your free will. That's so powerful. And when you were talking about love, it reminded me of something that I actually just saw very recently and very much resonated with me. It's really interesting that anytime someone, and I don't know how you feel about psychedelics, but anyone that comes out of a really big psychedelic experience, so like a a high dose of psilocybin, for example, they all come out with the same message, which is we're all connected and we're all love. We're all connected by love. I literally just got chills thinking about that because I've had an experience like that in psilocybin. And this is why I'm also like such a proponent for this. And we could go off on this, but so we don't need to go fully into it. But um, it just comes back to when you realize that we are all connected on this planet. We have one consciousness and we are all here for one thing, which is love. And for someone who's not connected to that, I feel like if I had heard this five years ago, I would have been like, okay, that's a little like cheesy and woo-woo to me. But when you really resonate with that and you understand that everyone on this planet just wants to love and be loved, if we can all connect to that message it will create such a happier, more, you know, healthier, thriving society. I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, I've done many, many interviews. I've done many podcasts on psychedelics and entheogens. So I, I've been in that. I've seen what it's done and how it's helped so many people and dissolve the false ego and allow them to turn into their child. You know, I, I went back to my childhood self. 
Same. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests before we go. What are your personal health non-negotiables? So these are things that you do on a daily basis to prioritize your health. Uh, no matter how busy you are, non-negotiables. Um, okay, so the non-negotiables, I got to be in bed by 10 o'clock unless it's like I'm having some crazy night. And so that's the whole thing. I find balance in it. It's the chronic people that are constantly always late, always going to sleep late. That becomes a problem. But if you're if you're going to sleep at 10 p.m. every night and it's pure dark room, you haven't been watching TV for three hours, it's 66 degrees in there, you're going to have a good night's sleep. So that's a non-negotiable. Another non-negotiable is I'm waking up with the sun. I'm getting up with the sun. I'm getting my feet on the earth. I'm naked in front of the sun for the first 45 minutes. And at that point, I'm hydrating with molecular hydrogen and shilajit. That's a non-negotiable. Those that that flow right there literally sets up my entire day. Um, another non-negotiable is I'm making my own food. You know, there's something to preparation of your own food and knowing where the food's coming from. I'm not messing around with that. I'm not putting my life in somebody else's hands. Um, and I'm constantly, uh, I'm constantly moving. That's a non-negotiable. Like for me, it's being sedentary is very dangerous. And I've read all the pathology reports regarding cancer, cardiovascular disease, all of these different things. The more sedentary you are, the quicker you are to the grave. Simple mm. as that. We should have done this podcast on a treadmill. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or like gone on a hike. <laughs> I I have trails all around. That's why I live where I live. My house is surrounded by trails. It goes out in my backyard. I have, I have trails that go down to the beach. Um, it's Amazing. like, it's just something I have to do. So if you don't have that, you just got to get moving every single day. You don't need no fancy gym equipment. Equipment, Push-ups, sit-ups, burpees, sprint up your hill. Move that freaking body. It's so yes. important. Those are non-negotiables for me. Yes, it's important too. Yeah. And not showering in tap water. I talk about this a lot. You got to filter your shower water too. Yeah, it could be more yeah. important than even your drinking water. That's how full on it is. Because yeah, at least you have filtration in your body. Yeah, we need to talk. I need to have you back on because I also want to talk about the toxic burden that we're experiencing. Well, for everyone listening, where can they find you or they can? where can they find Symbiotica? Symbiotica.com. You'll find us everywhere. You'll see us. Um, and uh, the only social media that I'm on, I, there is a TikTok account that I don't operate, but it's it's me. But Instagram is my most like um, intimate connection. I also have a tel- private Telegram room, but that's private. But my Instagram is uh, Shervin333. Awesome. He's a great follow. You guys need to follow him. I appreciate that. So are you. I really Thank enjoy you. your messaging. Thank you. Well, I just wrote a bunch of notes down for our next podcast. <laughs> okay. We'll do it for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was an amazing episode. I've really enjoyed it. Me too. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. If you liked the episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let me know. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. The theme song is called Heaven by the amazing singer Georgie. 
Georgie is spelled with a J. For more amazing podcasts produced by my team, go to resonantmediagroup.com. I love you guys so much. See you next week. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. As always, talk to your doctor or your health team first.